Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, day one of joint practices with the 49ers is officially in the book on the day two. And plus, get prepared for preseason game number one Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for August 11th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just win. every day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, if you're checking us out on YouTube, as always, we appreciate you. It's a lot of fun getting the show up on YouTube. Of course, we wouldn't have the show up on YouTube if it wasn't for my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day at Ari Produces on Twitter if you want to check him out. Matter of fact, I mentioned it earlier in the week. Shout him out on his birthday, man. It's his birthday on Sunday, so go ahead and tweet him. Uh, happy birthday, at Ari Produces on Twitter. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can, at your boy Q254. Now, it's not my birthday, so you don't have to hit me up for that. But uh, if you do want to hit me up, at your boy Q254. And, of course, you want to get something in on the show, you can. The Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line is 707-654-4693. We'll get calls and texts coming up in segment number three of today's show. That'll close out the things for not only today, but also the week, heading into the weekend, and also preseason game number one on Sunday at Allegiant stadium and it is alumni day looking forward to having all the alumni in the building uh, all weekend long but really looking forward to catching up with them sunday at Allegiant Stadium. So segment number three, your calls and texts. Segment number two, what I'll be looking for in that preseason game. Throughout the course of the regular season, I always like to do keys to the game, keys to victory for the silver and black uh, come Sunday or whatever, whatever day the game is. I always like to do that. It's not about victories in preseason. It's about looking for certain things and certain elements of the game, and that's what I'll give you in segment number two of the show. Segment number one, I'd like to give you the news and notes of the day, and really the only news and notes I have here for segment number one is a recap of what I saw on Thursday and what I'm looking to see later on today. So before we get into any of that, uh, I want to tell you today's show is being brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. All you got to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and condition apply. So go ahead and give you a little bit of a recap of what I saw on Thursday. And I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, it did not start out well, right? It really didn't. I rolled up to the facility about, I don't know, 7.30 a.m. Pacific time, like, like I always do whenever head coach Josh McDaniels was speaking, and he was speaking about 7.45, 7.50, and I thought that, hey, that's about a good time to roll in. Little did I know, and I knew that the 49ers were in town. I just didn't know that they were bringing everyone from San Francisco there, <laughs> right? I mean, it looked like every media member from San Francisco was in the building, and there were so many cars everywhere, so they told me, oh, there's no more room in the parking lot, which, whatever, <laughs> right? I think that's kind of suspect, but that's a whole nother conversation. So we had to park uh, over, I had to park over where the LV Aces, uh, the WNBA team, where they have their facility, which is right next door. It's not a very far walk, but I parked there. And as soon as I parked, I mean, it's almost like it was on a timer. As soon as I parked, got out of the car, it started pouring raining, <laughs> right? And it's like, wait a minute, hold on. It's August and it's pouring raining in Vegas. What in the world is going on? So, you know, no worries. Walk to the, the media room, Right till I get to the door, open the door, of course it stops raining. So that was my luck, and I thought, okay, this is what kind of day it's going to be. And then on top of that, I got a little concerned because it was coming down pretty hard. But like I said, it was only a short amount of time, but it, it was coming down pretty hard. And I thought, well, they're going to be outside because there's no way that they can have both teams in the indoor facilities. So don't know how much they're going to be able to go 
with the grass being wet, you don't want anybody to get injured, slip, you know, whatever, just kind of step on in the wrong spot or whatever, depending on how saturated the the ground is. But uh, like I said, it, it dried up pretty quickly, so they were good to go, and they did get practice underway. But that's how my day started, right? And, I mean, it's fine. It's, 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 it's minor, right? Everything is minor to a major, so that was minor. But for the most part, Going out there and watching practice and seeing the Niners out there and the Raiders out there and, you know, going through the drills, watching, you know, each team go through drills. What really stood out to me, as opposed to just kind of 11 on 11 and 7 on 7, what really stood out to me is the individual drills, like Max Crosby going up against Trent Williams and, you know, young defensive linemen going up against other offensive linemen for the 49ers. And just seeing the drills that we see each and every day with Max Crosby and Chandler Jones and Bilal Nichols and company going up against their own guys, being able to see them do those one-on-one drills and, you know, a little bit of uh, position drills against another team, that really stood out to me. So, uh, you know, you saw guys that, weren't the usual suspects, guys that I haven't come back to the show and talked about. I talk about Max a lot, talked about Marcus Peters a lot, I'm talking about Ja'Korian Bennett a lot, you know, Nate Hobbs, guys like that, you know, Chandler Jones to a certain extent. But to be able to go and see a guy like Nesta Jade Silvera, right, the seventh-round pick, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, dang, he, he's, he's doing some things, especially in, like I said, team drills, individual drills. You saw him start to, to really show up. And, you know, there's been some – some people talking about him a little bit saying, well, you know, as a seventh round pick, he's making a little bit of noise. And, you know, you try to pay attention to everyone. You can't really focus in on everyone when you're at a practice facility and you're, you're looking because they're on three different fields uh, when the Raiders are there by themselves. So you don't get to see everybody. So, you know, there was reports that he was looking pretty good. But when I actually got to see him up close and personal, Nesta Jade Silvera looked pretty good. So uh, he was the guy that went to Miami and then transferred to, to Arizona or Arizona State, I should say. And. There was a lot of questions about him. He's a really good player, but kind of a loose cannon at times. And I even said knucklehead tendencies, and some people took that way too too seriously and ran with it, uh, as I had people on this show that I interviewed that covered him both in Miami and at Arizona State talking about what he, you know, what what that means, which is, you know, he's a good player, but at times he'll, you know, get a, a penalty at the wrong time or he'll have, a, you know, a, a, a rough in the passer penalty or, you know, something like that, something that, that hurts the team, but it's not like he's doing it maliciously. It's just kind of he's wired like that. He's, he's, he's just one of those guys that goes 100 miles an hour all the time. So every once in a while, you know, you're going to have those kind of moments. And look, Max Crosby had those early in his career, right? He had a lot of those little 15-yard penalties and, you know, playing through the whistle-type moments, and he had to really learn how to, to hone that in and not do that. Well, it sounds like something that Nesta Jade Silvera will probably have to do. But I'll tell you what, uh, just paying attention to him and getting to see him up close and personal, you know, seeing him on the first field in front of us as, as opposed to the third field way across from us, he looked pretty good. So I think that that was a positive. The defense still flying around making plays. Right? There was no way that the 49ers offense like dominated them. That was one of the things I was concerned about. was like, okay, are the 49ers going to go in there and just dominate them? No. You saw uh, Duke Shelley, a, a guy that had been questioned and asked about here on the show. He showed up, had an interception. Nice play. Amik Robertson had a couple pass breakups. Nice play. Byron Young, you know, he hasn't been uh, practicing very long. He, he finally made his uh, training camp appearance on Sunday for the first time coming off the pup list. He, he popped. You saw that he was looking pretty good. Chandler Jones made some nice uh, plays in, in individual team drills, right? I mean, a couple of uh, pass rushing drills, and he got past the, the offensive lineman and kind of put his arms out. It's just like, yeah, you know, like, like little Chandler Jones celebration. So that was, that was good. And, you know, the D-line in, in general showing up. And I think most importantly, Jimmy G. Jimmy G looks like he was continuing to settle in. He made some really good decisions. 
Had some nice red zone possessions. Uh, had a couple touchdown passes. Two-minute drill. I thought he did really well. Now, Brian Hoyer got you know picked, and it was a pick six, but it's Brian Hoyer, right? I mean, so you're not really worried about him, but Jimmy G had another good day, right? He's stacking days. Defense, stacking days. And in training camp, that's all you could ask for. I'm not saying that that's going to translate to the regular season. They're going to be a 13-win team. I'm not saying that at all. But if you're stacking days now, you're practicing really well, you're going to practice, you're going to play like you practice. So that's, that's all I could look for is just consistency. And they are being consistent. Now, there was a play where Christian McCaffrey got loose and had a big play down the sideline. Okay, that's going to happen every once in a while. I also like the very next play was a tackle for loss and then a little bit of, uh, you know, like Nate Hobbs getting into it with somebody. And it wasn't a fight or anything, but a little pushing and shoving, a little bit of, hey, man, you're not going to come into our house and punk us around. I could appreciate that. That's how it should be anyway, right? So it was, it was a good day at the, at the office. Let's put it like that on Thursday. I think, like I said, guys really stepped up and continued to do what they had been doing against themselves, but now they were doing it against other guys. Trey Lance didn't look very good at all. He was actually running with the threes. Sam Darnold was the backup quarterback, and you know he, Trey Lance, I saw him fumble the ball a couple times, and I'm only telling you that because, well, like I said, none of the, the, the 49ers' offense looked like it just dominated at any portion of the, the practice. You know, they had moments here and there, but even when they made catches, for the most part, there was always a Raider defender right there to try to contest. And there was one thing that Max Crosby had said, after practice that I thought was really uh, important and really a key to what this Raiders defense is doing. And basically it was, hey, the secondary knows that, that the defensive line is going to get to the quarterback. So now they don't have to think they could just they could break a break on the ball when they feel like they're supposed to make that break on the ball because, well, the ball should be coming out. They know that the quarterback knows that the defensive line is going to get to them. So it just kind of helps them in the secondary play a little bit better. And I'll tell you, there was contested ball after contested ball after contested ball out there on Thursday. So, again, I'm not hyping it up like all of a sudden that's the 85 Bears or the Baltimore Ravens that, you know, uh, were that dominant defense that went and won the Super Bowl. I'm not saying any of that. But, again, if you're looking for consistency, which is what I'm looking for, I saw it on, on, on Thursday, and I thought that was uh, something that was really positive. So, uh, you know, continuing to want to see that again today, and that's really all I can ask for, right, just to continue to, to focus in on consistency. I do want to focus in. This will be one of my major things I look at today. Really want to focus in on the offensive line. I didn't get to see the way that they were practicing and where they were practicing and the angle that I was watching from. Didn't really get to focus in on Jermaine Illuminor and Thayer Munford and that right side of that offensive line, something I asked Coach McDaniel's about, you know, hey, what, uh, you know, what, what kind of uh, opportunity is this to show where your offensive line is at? I didn't really get to see exactly what they look like. So today, that's going to be one of my big focuses. Like, I always want to pay attention to defense. I tell you that all the time. Defense is going to be one of my biggest themes all year long. It's been my theme all offseason. It's going to continue to be my theme. So I'm really going to pay attention, though, to the offensive line today, especially that right side, and see how it shakes out. Of course, I'll be paying attention to it in the game as well. It's a little bit of a tease, which you'll hear about coming up in segment number two. But is Jimmy going to practice today? Right? He's practiced two days in a row, and so far they've kind of had him on a pitch count where he practices a couple days and then he's off a day. So are they going to do that, or are they going to let him practice today because he's going to be off on Sunday, which I expect, right? So that's, that's some of the stuff I'll be looking for. But really, focus on the O-line today. More attention to detail. Are they going to still continue with that? Continue to stack the days. Jimmy have another good practice if he goes out there. I think he will, but that's just my gut feeling. Jimmy Hoyer, get a good amount of reps today so O'Connell and Garbers could get the majority of them on Sunday. But that's really what I'm paying attention to for today. Coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, I want to tell you about, well, what I'm going to be focusing on 
on Sunday for preseason game number one. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of this show, which is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is post your job on your LinkedIn uh, profile and put the purple hashtag hiring frame to let everyone know. Spread the word. You're hiring. It's like a cuckoo. We're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidate you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to focus in now on Sunday. We know joint practice number two is taking place today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, but there's also a game coming up on Sunday. Very excited about the game, excited about the opportunity to be a part of the broadcast. I've mentioned it a couple times, but I want to go ahead and let it be known. I'll be doing the the pregame show and I'll be doing the postgame show. The pregame show will come from Allegiant Stadium from the Coors Light Landing. Uh, at the torch right there. So from 11 to to 1, so basically two hours before kickoff, I'll be out there doing my thing with Donald Penn. And we'll have uh, other guests. I think Kirk Morrison's going to be a part of it. A couple more alumni are going to be a part of that as well. So I should have like three or four guests in that two-hour period. But if you're going to be at the game, I just want to go ahead and let you know, if you're going to be at the game at Allegiant Stadium, please Come by the torch and say what's up, right? I'll be there for sure from 11 to 1. Excited, going to have a lot of family there as well, so I'm fired up about that. So that'll be the pregame show. The postgame show will be in the Modelo Lounge, and I know you have to have tickets to that. I'm working on getting a few of those tickets for my family, so hopefully if you're there in the Modelo Lounge, you could also be part of the postgame show. Come on by and hang out with us. But, uh, yeah, the pre- and the postgame show I'm going to be doing uh, this upcoming Sunday from Allegiant Stadium. Also be doing that for the Rams game and uh, the Dallas Cowboys game, but that'll come generated from Raiders HQ. So I'm excited about the opportunity I'm getting with uh, the Raiders in their broadcast. That's on their official, uh, you know, broadcast on, on the on the network, the Compass Media Network. So looking forward to that. So if you tune in, uh, you'll hear me. And, uh, you know, feel free to let me know how you think I did. <laughs> but let's get to what I'll be looking for in the game, not, not before the game or after the game. What I'll be looking for in the game. Off top, it's quarterback play. I mentioned in segment number one, I don't think Jimmy G gets any burnt at all. In, uh, in this game, and I don't think that he needs to. And maybe Brian Hoyer gets one drive at most. I don't see him, and I really don't see the need for him to be out there more than one drive, right? I mean, you, got, you know who Brian Hoyer is. Uh, if he's out there, that means Jimmy G's not out there. And I know that someone could say, well, he can get some reps with the ones just in case. Yeah, that's fine. But I'd rather see Aiden O'Connell and Chase Garbers. And really, I'm focusing on Aiden O'Connell, right? I mean, look, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a while. Uh, he has to get game reps to be able to see what he has. Uh, I don't expect and I don't want to see him at all in 2023 in the regular season. Who knows if he gets forced into action or not, but this is the time for him to shine. This is what I would like to see. You know, like last year, we saw a lot of Jarrett Stidham. That was fine. That's really all I wanted to see of Jarrett Stidham. I didn't want to see him back out there. He didn't go out there until after Derek Carr got sat down. So Aiden O'Connell, this is your time to shine. As far as I'm concerned, you got three games. 
You got this one, you got the Rams game, and you got the Cowboys game. That's going to be all you. I don't expect to see Jimmy G in any of those. I could be pleasantly wrong, whatever. I'm, it is what it is, right? You know, if Jimmy goes out there for a couple reps, cool, fine. But for the most part, I think it's the Aiden O'Connell and Chase Garber show, especially on Sunday. I want to see that just in a game mode. Can he get, you know, the plays in and out? Can he get them out of the huddle? You know, how quickly can he process it once the play gets called into him? Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking for his passes and all that, but I just want to see how he commands the huddle, commands the team. That's, that's something that, that matters. So quarterback play, first and foremost, is what I'll be looking for. Second of all, 2022 running backs, Samir White, Britton Brown. Right, Zamir White's getting all the burn right now with no Josh Jacobs. He's the first string guy. Uh, Britton Brown obviously was a seventh round pick from a year ago. Sincere McCormick, I'll talk about him a little bit later. But you know, the 2022 running backs like to see those guys get a lot of burn, right? And and that's kind of the order I'd like to see. Zamir White maybe the first half and Britton Brown the second half or whatever, or, you know, something like that. One quarter, another quarter, whatever the case may be. Maybe Zamir White and Britton Brown, they tag team the first qu- uh, the first half and then let the other guys do the second half, whatever. I just want to see what Zamir White looks like in a game setting. Again, I've seen him in training camp. Uh, I've talked to him a couple times, uh, had an opportunity to, you know, like I said, see what he can do, uh, you know, and really I know he could run. But I'd like to see maybe a couple screen passes thrown to him and see how he operates there because obviously catching the ball is not one of his strongest suits. So I'd like to see Zamir in there a lot, get some carries, but also get some screen passes just to see how he looks, see how comfortable he looks in that area. Also, what I'm looking for on Sunday in preseason game number one versus the 49ers at Allegiant Stadium, the young guys competing. I'm talking about guys like Nesta Jade Silvera. Seventh-round pick, guy that I talked about in segment one. Amari Bernie, sixth-round linebacker, right, uh, that he was a draft pick. Adam Plant, undrafted free agent. Neil Farrell Jr., second-year guy. Byron Young, third-round pick. Uh, David Agoha, you know, the international player. I actually saw him a little bit on uh, on Thursday as well. There was a sighting with him when he was doing little defensive line drills. So, you know, he's out there competing. I don't think he's going to be a player this year, but just to kind of see him continue to grow. But really – these preseason games, especially the first one, is all about the young guys, the young guys and more young guys. So I'm looking at the young guys competing as far on the defensive side of things, looking at the defensive line and linebackers. Really, those are the focuses there. And then I mentioned about the offensive line. I mentioned I didn't really get to focus on them too much in, uh, in Thursday's practice. I'll try to focus in on them today. But you know what? There's no hiding them on Sunday. And there's a, a real competition there. And so I think that you'll see – you know, a lot of the guys, you might not see Colton Miller, but I think you'll see the rest of the offensive line out there. Like I said, you might not see Colton Miller. You'll probably see Brandon Parker in that spot. Uh, but I think Dylan Parham will be out there. I think Andre James will be out there at least for a little while. Uh, and I definitely believe you'll see Jermaine Illuminor and Thayer Munford. I think you'll see those guys battle at the right tackle spot. I think you'll see GVR, Greg Van Roten, and Alex Bars at the, at the guard spot. I think you'll see a lot of that competition. So the O-line competition, which I do believe there is a real deal competition going on, that is something I'm definitely going to pay attention to in a game setting come Sunday. And then, I mentioned Cecile McCormick earlier, undrafted free agents, Curtis McClendon, Dalton Wagner. Those are two guys that the Raiders went out and signed it right after the draft uh, to some pretty decent money for undrafted free agents along that offensive line. Curtis McClendon, I've heard nothing but good things about. Not so much for Dalton Wagner. Curtis McClendon, I've heard nothing but good things. But I've also heard that they feel like he's a little raw, so he's probably not ready to play this year. But he's a guy that they, they really do like, and he's got size. And that's the thing about Thayer Munford. He's got better size than Jermaine Illuminor does. I think Jermaine Illuminor's best job is a swing tackle. I don't think he should be a starting tackle. I just don't. 
But I think he should be one of those guys that, you know, in a pinch, he could play the right tackle. He could play the left tackle. He could play guard position. I mean, he's Johnny on the spot. I think he's great at that. Now, I don't think that he wants that. I think he wants to be a starting right tackle. I get it. But sometimes you what you want is not really your best job. So, But Curtis McClendon's got the size. He is a big dude at the guard position, right? Thayer Mumford. I could see that being the offensive line for years to come. Like Thayer Mumford at the right tackle spot. Curtis McClendon at the right guard spot. Right, Andre James possibly at the center spot. Dylan Parham, you got him, right? And Colton Miller until you're ready to replace Colton Miller and go on with the left tackle. But I could see, I could really see that being as early as next year. That end up being the, uh, you know, the the starting offensive line. But for now, Illuminor versus Munford and GVR Greg Van Roten versus Alex Bars. Those are uh, a little bit of the offensive line competition I'm looking at. And then Curtis McClinton and Dalton Wagner. I'm not looking at them as as competition. I just want to see how they look. Drake Thomas, same thing, undrafted uh, free agent, linebacker, NC State. I want to see how he plays, right? I mean, Luke Masterson did a good job last year. Sounds like he's taking steps in the right direction this year. Uh, I want to see what Drake Thomas, can he do the same thing? You know, I know he's a little undersized, but uh, from everything I've heard, from people that's even called in, like PE in North Carolina, man, he plays He plays big. He plays bigger than his size. So I, I definitely want to see that on Sunday. And then I mentioned Sincere McCormick. You know, when, when Zamir White's not playing and Brenton Brown's not playing, what does Sincere have? Right, I don't think Brandon Bolden needs to be out there. I don't think Amir Abdullah needs to be out there. I think they'll probably get a little burn, but they don't need a whole lot of burn. They really don't. Sincere McCormick, though, coming off that ACL, he's been looking pretty good in practice. I'd like to see him as well. So that's really what I'm looking for on Sunday. Again, wins and losses don't matter, but quarterback play, Aiden O'Connell and Chase Garbers, 2022 running backs, Amir White and Britton Brown, young guys competing on the defensive line in the linebacking room, O-line competition, and undrafted free agents. So that's what I got. And, of course, we'll talk about it on Monday, what we actually saw. But right now, segment number three, we got your calls and texts. What's on your mind? 707-654-4693. We got that coming up next as we close out the show here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with Mark in Kentucky. A quick call here. He's calling to talk about rookie safety Chris Smith. Here he is, Mark in Kentucky. You, Mark in Kentucky. Uh, quick question for you. I have not heard anything about Chris Smith the third. Everyone was hyping him up after the draft. Died. was supposed to be, you know, competing with Trayvon Merrick and I've heard about Merrick. I've heard about Epps. I've heard about Palomayal. If I said that wrong, I apologize. I can never say his name correctly. What we got going on with Chris Smith III? Thanks. Thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. I'm glad you brought up Chris Smith because I didn't talk about him in segment number one or segment number two, even the guy to look for uh, coming up in, uh, you know, in the game on Sunday. But, you know, Chris Smith actually made a pretty good play. I'm so glad you brought him up. Made a pretty good play on Thursday in practice. Nice pass breakup. And, you know, he let it be known. He let everybody uh, know that that uh, that he was there. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's shining like Ja'Cory and Bennett is. But I think he's doing pretty good, right? I mean, he, it, the moment's not too big for him, right? The, the one thing about it is Trayvon Merrick is playing a lot better. Him and Marcus Epps are playing better. So Chris Smith may be a little bit of ways away. And, you know, it's funny. When the Raiders drafted him, I said, I don't think he's going to start. But I think at some point he'll be starting material. Now, the way to not have him be starting material is for Trayvon Merrick to keep on 
fighting him off because, uh, you know, Merrick, like I said, has been doing a pretty good job as of late. So right now, Trayvon Merrick, Marcus Epps, Marcus Peters, Ja'Korian Bennett, Nate Hobbs, they've all been playing really good. Chris Smith hasn't done anything bad. He just hasn't done anything that was so major and stood out. But I do think he's going to be a player later on. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a text, a pretty lengthy text from 209 Cocaine Raider. What's up, Q? It's 209 Cocaine Raider coming to you from the scorching hot valley of the sun out here in Phoenix. It's been a cool minute since I've chimed in, and there's a reason for that. To start off, I'm going to apologize for this long text. As much as I want to give my opinion on Jimmy G, the offseason moves, our defense, etc., I'm going to go in a different route. Q, between your podcast and your radio show, your voice is and has been the soundtrack of my day. I've been, a, I've been an everyday listener since day one. Believe it or not, even as a white boy growing up in the 209, I remember hearing your voice on, I believe it was, Hot 104.7. I only remember that because my parents wouldn't let me listen to hip-hop, but of course I did. To get back on track, my wife and I recently had our first child. After years and years of letdowns, we finally had a healthy baby boy on May 19th. Prior to his birth, we went round and round about names, but I was very adamant on his name starting with a Q. So we agreed, agreed on... Q-licks, knowing that he'll go by Baby Q, then eventually Q. And it's funny, I'll pause right there. Uh, Q-licks is spelled Q-U-L-Y-X, uh, pronounced Q-licks. I'm sorry for getting so personal, but I honestly can't explain how much you affected mine, my family's life over the past years in the most impactful way as possible without even knowing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully sooner than later, Baby Q can someday meet your boy Q face-to-face. Go Raiders, 209 Cocaine Raider out. That's awesome. And yeah, Hot 104.7 in Merced. Uh, that was one of my first jobs. I was actually it was funny. I was at K Win in Stockton first, but I was only there for a minute, and then I got a job at a at a Hot 104.7 in Merced, and then I was actually working at Q97 in Fresno at the same time. So I drive back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I remember one time my mom brought me Thanksgiving dinner to uh, Hot 104.7 in Merced because I was working on Thanksgiving because. Hey, man, if they need you to work, you work, right? So, yeah, that's funny, man. That's taking it way back. There was a club that I used to host when I was working at Hot 104.7. I forget what the club was. I want to say it was not in Turlock. It might have been in Turlock. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, congratulations on the birth of your baby boy, man. That's awesome. Uh, that's a cool name, too. I, I wouldn't have came up with that one myself, but Culix, that's cool. Uh, and then he also put a, a picture of the baby boy uh, on the text as well. So, hey, man, that's awesome. Uh, hopefully uh, everything is good. And, and yes, yeah, try to stay cool there in Phoenix. I know uh, my man Lincoln Kennedy, he's from Phoenix as well, and he was telling me on Thursday when I saw him at the facility, he's like, man, it is blazing hot out there. So you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here where it's just as hot, but it's just not as hot today. So uh, there you go. So 209 Cocaine Raider, thank you so much for that text. Do appreciate it. I'm glad that, uh, you know, I can help you out. And I'm glad that I've uh, been an influence in your life in a positive way. That's what we want to do around here is be positive. So, again, thanks for the text. Up next, got a, tech, a call from Raider Geyer in Sunland Cali. It's funny, I actually used his call on my radio show on Thursday. So here we go. He's calling to talk about the upcoming season of Razor, Raider football and where his level of excitement is. Here he is, Raider Geyer in Sunland Cali. You, uh, I'm not going to take too much time. I just wanted to say real quick, you know, I've been a Raider fan since 1982. And for all my mathematically challenged Raider Nation brothers, that's 41 years. And I gotta tell you, Q, this is the first year out of 41 years. I'm not that excited, man. Last year left a bad taste in my mouth without running out and kicking a dead horse. And I don't know what Josh McDaniels, I don't know that he's gonna be all that successful in the NFL so far. He has not been. Uh, but like I said, Q, I'm just not excited this year, man. I usually have a bunch of Raider gear by now that I have new Raider gear that I purchased. My wife's usually yelling at me, no more hats, no more jerseys, no more anything. I'm not even going to get the Sunday ticket this year, man. I did that last year, and last, last year was just a royal waste of money considering the product that was put on the field. So, having said all of that, 
I hope they prove me wrong. I really do. Take care, man. Go Raiders. Raider Garrett, thanks for the call, my man. It's funny, I, I did use your uh, call on my radio show on Thursday just to get, you know, just to get people's uh, opinions on how excited they were. And some people were exactly like you. Some people texted in and was like, amen, Raider Guy, or I'm not excited either. Others were like, yeah, man, I'm fired up because why wouldn't I be? And I'll say this, and I said this on the radio, I'm very excited for football. I'm very excited for Raider football. I'm excited each and every year where they're out there that I get to see, seven, well, now 17 games for sure. They're, that's guaranteed they're going to see 17 games. Obviously, we all want to see a lot more. But I'm just excited that football's back, Raider football's back, and right, right now everybody is even Steven. So, you know, as a couple people pointed out on my radio show, look, nobody saw the Bengals coming. Everyone thought the Bengals were going to be the Bengals forever, and all of a sudden they're one of the best teams in the AFC now. So not saying that's going to happen with the Raiders, not trying to gas you up and make you change your mind. You know, maybe, maybe flying under the radar and not having such high expectations and being excited, maybe you'll get excited, you know, four or five weeks into the season when they, they start showing a little something, something, if they start showing a little something, something. So I don't blame you. I understand. Um, I, like I said, I'm fired up and excited because this is what I love. It's my passion. Uh, the one thing I am is I just don't know what to expect, right? That's the difference. The excitement's there. The expectations, I just don't. I don't, I don't have them yet because I don't know. I'm trying to get them each and every day when I'm at the facility and watching the team and trying to figure out what the expectations should be, but I'm still working on that. So thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a uh, text from Roman in the 808. Aloha, Q. Roman here from the 808, longtime listener, first-time texting in. Just want to give a special shout-out to Hawaii Raider Nation, man, and really all of Hawaii right now. Out here, you can't make a quick trip to the local surf shop without seeing Raider stickers on vehicles or Raider flags waving proudly in front of homes, and that goes for all the other teams as well. With the ongoing disaster unfolding here, I just want to text in and ask if we can all give some love to the lovely people of Hawaii who've shown so much hospitality to so many of us over the years. Football is a big part of the culture here, and they are in need of our support now more than ever. As, like, as we like to say, Raider Nation is a family, and sometimes we could take a step back and say all football fans are like a family. In fact, all of humanity is one big ohana. Ohana! Which I know that means family. Thanks for everything you do, Q. Love your show and your perspectives. That's Roman in the 808. And it's funny. It's not, not, nothing's funny, obviously, about the situation going on in Hawaii. But it's funny that you put one big ohana because I learned that uh, that meant family the last time I was uh, in Hawaii. And me and the wife went there last year for our 10-year anniversary. And we fell in love with Hawaii. So we came back this past year and took the kids with us. And we stayed in Maui. I uh, had a great time. And uh, Lahaina is a place that we spent a lot of time. The wife loves Lahaina. And I, I'm just, I'm hurt to death, um, you know, what's going on in Lahaina and how everything is basically that historic city and that historic front street is basically gone. And, you know, all the lives that have been lost in Hawaii. And it's just a shame, man. So all prayers out to everyone in Hawaii. And yeah, one big ohana, man, like you said. Uh, and so that's, that's just, it, it sucks, man. It really does. My mom even texted me on Thursday and was like, man, good thing you guys went to Hawaii when you did, because man, it's, it's, it's going, you know, it's going through some things. I was like, yeah, it is. And it's just, it's just sad and it's just reality, right? And so a lot of times when we get all worked up about little things, realize that there's much bigger things going on, like what's going on in Hawaii, uh, all those fires and everything. It's just, it's unfortunate. Stay safe out there. Uh, hopefully your family stays safe, man. It's just, it's really, really important. So uh, definitely appreciate you. Thanks for the text and thanks for also listening. And uh, again, be safe, man. That's the most important thing of all. We'll close things out with a call from Lodi, California Raider. He's calling to talk about day one of joint practices, Raiders and Niners. Here he is, Lodi, California Raider. What's going on? Lodi, California Raider. Excited about day one. Yes, it is football season, man. We heard all the rumblings on the internet. Everybody's getting down. The defense showed up. 
West Oakland, Marcus Peters, letting everybody know where he's from and what he's about. The youngsters getting down. Q, I'm excited. I'm excited. You're my boy, Q. Lorde California Raider, out. Thank you for the call, my man. And I think being excited is a good thing, right? As we got the call earlier uh, that my guy, Raider Geyer, wasn't excited. You are excited. That's cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Hopefully, this team is continuing to put things together and continuing to stack days. They did a good job uh, against the Niners on day one. Hopefully, they do that today. And, uh, you know, continue to stack days. If you stack multiple days of being really good, you're going to have off days. But if you're going to stack days together of being really good, at the end of the day, you might end up being really good, right? So, uh, I think, again, it's okay for the Raiders to be uh, flying under the radar. Expectations aren't high. You know, maybe that's a good thing. When the expectations are high, they didn't live up to the billing. So, well, here you go, right? And it's funny, last year when Jason Horowitz took over as the voice of the Silver and Black, he asked me one day at the facility, he's like, hey, the expectations for this team are really high. Uh, has it ever been this high? And I said, I think 2017, after the Raiders came off that 2016 season where Derek Carr broke his ankle uh, in that game against the Colts on Christmas Eve, everyone thought, all right, they just grabbed Marshawn Lynch, Derek Carr's back healthy, they're going to be just as good as they were, but they're going to be better this year. So the, the, the expectations were flying high. Well, I think last year they were even higher than that after they acquired uh, Devontae Adams, after they got uh, Chandler Jones, after they made some of the moves that they made. Of course, Josh McDaniels, in my opinion, a very good play caller. And, well, we all saw how it shook out. So maybe this time not having the expectations is a good thing. So there's that. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Lodi, California Raider, thanks so much. I do appreciate you. Got a text from North Logan Raider and Nathan Glass from Cali on the phone, phone call. And uh, we'll get those on Monday. Plus, we'll have some reviews of what we saw at the preseason game number one, uh, Raiders and Niners at Allegiant Stadium. We'll have plenty to talk about. You'll probably hear some sound bites from the Raiders locker room and a whole lot more. We'll do it on Monday. So and have a great weekend, Raider Nation. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll be back at this thing on Monday. Until then, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Shout out to my man Ari. Happy birthday on Sunday. <laughs> Raider Nation, just win, baby.